just having to learn how to be an advocate and stop people. <laughs> and like, sometimes it feels rude, but I have to learn how to like sit with that rudeness because that's what my dog needs from me. And he does not need any dog approaching him. With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Mom! Mom, I'm recording! Oh my God. All right. Well, if you hear any background no- noise, that's my mom um, talking on the phone. But hello, everyone. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, the vacation plog, the podcast log, if you will, I am still on vacation down in Lake Tahoe, Nevada with my parents. So Lake Tahoe splits between California and Nevada. They are on the Nevada side, just like by 10 minutes you can cross over to the California side very easily. So I'm still down here. Just had some drinks and a little charcuterie with my parents. So if my voice is a little raw, that is why. For those of you who did listen to last week's episode where I um, basically broke down crying, (laughs) vacation is going a lot better. You're going to hear more on the part two of the vacation blog next week. But We've got a happy, happy Carly again. So don't worry, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for your messages, too, saying how you really related or the last episode really resonated with you as well. I think Ashley, Charlotte, and I on our Friends with a Dog episodes, so those are like once a month on the podcast, or we also have two exclusive episodes every month. I think we are going to have a little episode about bringing your dog home to your parents or, you know, having your dog around family and maybe you dog parent different than the rest of your family or things like that. So it'll it'll be a good conversation between us because I think um, we all have a lot to say about that. But speaking of this week's episode, this is such a good conversation with Kristen. She is the dog mom to Winston and Reno. They're two hound dogs. And Kristen is also a podcast listener, a second time guest of the show as well. So if you want to listen to her first episode, I've put it in the show notes, a link to it in the show notes. But last time I talked to her, she did not have her dog Reno. So she adopted him about four months ago. And that's who we mainly talk about in this episode. So the topics we cover is kind of like learning to advocate for your dog when needed how to decide if you want a second dog, and if so, what do you need to look for potentially, how to ease that second dog into the home, and just all the joy that having another dog can can add to the household. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Kristen is such an amazing dog mom and just so great to speak with. She has a bevy of info for you guys and really shared a lot of her experience. So let's get into it. Kristen, welcome back to the With a Dog podcast. Yay! I'm so excited to be back here and talk to you again, Carly. It's been a while. It has. It's been a while that we've done like 
face to face or I feel like we just talk all the time like on DMs. And so it's nice to see your face. And um and yeah, all of course all all I do is see all your reels and everything. So um yeah, it's nice to see you. Well, first off, it's been a while, as I said, since we've done face to face because your last episode was like this time. It was almost exactly a year ago that your last episode came out, I think. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think it was July. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who didn't hear that, can you do like a brief introduction of yourself and your dogs? Sure. So um, my name is Kristen. I live in Maryland, um, kind of between Baltimore and D.C. And I am a pediatric occupational therapist. I work at a school for children diagnosed with autism. And I'm also a doctoral student at Towson University, um, working on a doctor of science in occupational science. And my dogs, plural now, um, (laughs) I have Winston, who was the subject of our first conversation a year ago. Winston is a, um, he's a, we think he's a mix of a coonhound and an Australian shepherd. Um, We rescued him in October of 2020, and he is um, a little over two. He's about two and a half now, and he's a therapy dog, which, um, again, was the subject of our our first podcast that we did together was uh, my journey with Winston uh, becoming a therapy dog. And then uh, since we last talked, I have now adopted another hound dog, (laughs) uh, Reno. So we got Reno um, a little over four months ago. Uh, We brought him home February 20th of 2022. And Reno is a blue tick hound. And yeah, I I think we'll be talking a lot more about him very soon. So I won't won't share too much about him now because we'll get into a whole lot more I know. (laughs) That's me and my dogs. Perfect. Well, Let's just before, as you said, we get into talking about Reno and Winston. Um, dog mom check in. How's life? Summer? All of those things? How you doing? Uh, life is life is good. Um, so the school that I work at, um, it is a year round school, so we don't get the full summer off. Um, but we are on our short summer break right now, so I have a few weeks off. So that's been really nice and. Um, my doctoral program, I'm not taking a summer class this summer. Um, I have every year in the program since 2019. I've always taken summer semester. But right now, I only have two classes left to take before I go into dissertation. And neither of them are offered in the summer. So I, I get the summer off um, of that. So things are good right now. I have no school. I have no work. <laughs> so I get to kind of relax. And so dog mom's good. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm just as you're saying this, I'm realizing so you're like basically a full-time student and full-time working plus two dogs plus one of those dogs does therapy. <laughs> like how are you so busy? How do you juggle all of that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> not always well. No, I guess technically I'm not a full-time student because I I t- usually only take one class a semester, one or two, but They are classes that have a lot of work and a lot of reading and writing. And um, so I guess a full-time student would probably be taking like quite a few classes. Um, But yes, I do work full-time. I do Winston's therapy work. I have a new rescue dog that uh, has added a lot to the equation. So 
um, having a little break right now is really is really quite nice because yes, I don't always know how I juggle everything. I can only imagine. Um, yeah, so just for everyone, if you want to learn more about the therapy dog stuff that Kristen and Winston do and how it plays in to your doctoral like research and your employment and like kind of all that kind of stuff, go listen to the last episode. It'll be in the show notes. But moving on to our with a dog win that you've had recently. Have you had any wins with the boys lately? Um, I have. I We've had a really good week, um, probably because I'm, I've been home all week. So I've got to spend a lot of time with them. Um, but I took Reno kayaking this week, um, kind <sighs> of. Um, <laughs> so there is a dog kayaking place near us that opened um, towards the end of last summer, I think. But I didn't hear about it in time to have tried anything with Winston last summer. Um, and Winston and I are actually doing a dog event there over the weekend. Um, but dog events and Reno will not quite get along. Again, we'll get probably get into that a little more later. Um, but he doesn't do so well with other dogs. So, but I thought he might really like kayaking. So I did a private lesson with him. Um, and it was so much fun. So we didn't really get very far on the actual kayak, but he had a great time. He loves water, um, which is the opposite of Winston. Winston, we've done like some like stand up paddleboard stuff um, before. And he does so well on the paddleboard because he's actually afraid of the water. So he'll be really still because he doesn't want to go into water. Um, but Reno's the opposite. <laughs> Reno just wants to swim. So um, our kayaking lesson was mostly him jumping into the water and thinking it was the most fun thing in the entire universe. It was a big win because I'm always looking to try new things with him. And because of um, some of the limitations that he has, it's hard sometimes to find new things to do with him. And he's just, he loves doing things. And so it was just so much fun to find an activity that we could do together. Cause I was kind of always feeling like Winston and I were doing a bunch of things together. Um, so it, it was so much fun. So that's my big dog mom win was uh our, our kayak experience amazing i think that's so like what you were saying the win was just doing that together because reno's only been in your home as you said for a little over four months and that's something that i've always been really aware of with my boys when i adopted them is like it takes a few months at least for dogs to get used to the new home and then like start really showing you their personality and then you feel like you build that trust and then you feel so much more able to go out and do those fun things together and kind of like push the limits a little bit. Whereas in the first few months, you're like, I don't want to do anything too out there with the dog. I want them to get used to me and the house and all of that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. And um, he, you know, he took some time to kind of settle in and for us to kind of figure out the things that we could and couldn't do with him in terms of how well different things would go. So I was feeling like we were kind of um, not really leaving the house or not really leaving the neighborhood so much. Um, so it was, yeah, it was really nice to kind of get a chance to give him like a new fun experience that we could do together and not always you know, kind of taking Winston out for stuff while he stays home. Oh, that's so awesome. I remember Albie's first few months with us and it was 
like he was on such a routine. It was just like neighborhood walk at the same time every day. And, you know, like I was just so strict with him in a good way, like to to get him used to the house and, and the home. But once you start being able to do those things together, it just it makes having another dog just so much more fun. Um, and that's a reason that whenever I have someone on the podcast where they either recently have gotten a new dog, I always try to make sure they've had the dog for at least three months because I'm like, you can't, you can't really know, like you can't, I feel like you can't speak to some of that kind of stuff, like the fun dog mom life things when you have a new dog until they've been with you for at least a few months. So that's so awesome. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Like it does, it takes, I mean, they say like that three, three, three rule, like three days to kind of decompress in the new home and then like three weeks to start to learn your routine and feel comfortable and then three months to really settle in and get used to your routine and their new home and their personality start coming out and I think that that I mean I know it's flexible for every dog that's just kind of like a general rule but I think that really does have some basis in fact that Yes. It takes a few months for a dog really to yeah. feel comfortable and settled in enough to really show their personality. I agree. Okay. Well, on that note of the dog's personalities, let's do a quick answer round about both of the boys because I don't think I had this segment like these questions um, when I interviewed you last time about Winston. So we can learn a little bit more about both of them. So first question is favorite food. I would say for both of them, either cheese. <laughs> um, they know what the cheese drawer <laughs> sounds like and they come running. I don't know how they distinguish the cheese drawer from the vegetable drawer in the fridge, but they just know. Um, and all of a sudden with their little faces are poking in the kitchen. <laughs> um, and then like non-human food wise, anything with liver in it, like any treat that has like liver as a base, they both go crazy for it. Interesting. Okay, what about toys? Because I know that I love watching your stories, watching them with their toys. So what do you think their each of their favorite toys are? So this is easy. <laughs> so for Reno, um, if anyone follows us on Instagram, um, you probably have heard me talk about his um, flat food toys. <laughs> so Reno is a toy destroyer, like stuffed toys especially like with squeakers he is only interested until he can get the squeaker out but he can do it in like record time and then it's done it's destroyed he walks away um so his foster before us actually discovered these toys for him um they are um like i think they're exclusive to PetSmart. they're in their like tough toy line and they are these um really really durable they're made with like ballistic material or something and they're flat and um they're all the ones he has are in the shape of food there's like an avocado a burger a pizza <laughs> banana and they're they're big they're like well your podcast can't see my hands being held up but they're like oh, like a foot long <laughs> but like six inches <laughs> wide at least and um they have squeakers in them but they are super 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 durable and he is absolutely obsessed with them he carries them around the house like they're like his like his blankie like linus and his blankie like oh. like a kid like with their like stuffed teddy bear like he has what like five of them now and um he just walks around the house with them in his mouth like he they lay with him on the couch and occasionally then he will play with them and like squeak them and like throw them around but he 
always has them. They're really the only toy he really likes um, that he doesn't destroy in like literally 30 seconds. <laughs> so Reno, it is 100% the flat food toys. Um, Winston really likes stuffed toys, which is hard because Reno destroys them. So that's kind of been a little bit of an issue here because Winston, while he can destroy stuffed toys, he doesn't, he treasures them. And he still mm-hmm. has like the stuffed witch from his foster, um, oh. in, you know, October of 2020, like, and he busted like one little seam of it and like, my husband sewed it for him and then like he he just like treasures like his little stuffed toys and so we've had to hide all the ones he cares about and any other ones Reno's just shredded so poor Winston's getting the short end of the stick with the toy situation <laughs> poor Winnie it's okay I feel like that's such mm-hmm. a perfect example though of having a sim a sibling like oh like, sorry, yeah. you know, someone else might destroy your toys now. He's getting the full sibling experience. Like, they truly are brothers because of this. They are very much brothers. Like, what I would picture human brothers being like, where, like, they get along really well, but then there's, like, certain things that they like, get jealous over, quabble over, and mm-hmm. little sibling jealousy, sibling rivalry. Like, they're definitely, they're definitely brothers. I love that. Also, dog dad. Dog dad sews up the the toys. That's hot. I, Good for him. I know. <laughs> he sewed a couple. He'll probably kill me for saying this on the podcast, but he's he sewed a couple of Winston's toys because once Winston gets the seam of his stuffed toys open, then he starts pulling out the um, the stuffing. But if we can keep the seams <laughs> good, he'll have them for months and months. So. He's, he's sewed a couple of Winston's special, <laughs> Winston's special toys. Yes, I can yeah. relate to that. Okay, back to the questions. Are they clingy or independent? Oh, they're both super clingy. Um, they want to be on humans at all times. Um, if you are sitting anywhere, they both want to be in your lap. Um, if you are not on the piece of furniture, they will be clinging on each other <laughs> and cuddle with each other. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they are very clingy. But like outside, then they're very independent. Like if we go on a hike, they'd be super happy to run off in the woods and it's those hound instincts <laughs> and uh, never see us again, right? But uh, yeah. in the house, very clingy. I feel like that's a perfect balance. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, go do your adventure dog stuff, but then also love me. Yep. <laughs> okay. Are they beach or mountain dogs? You kind of already mentioned that Winston doesn't like water and Reno does. But do you think... What do you think they would prefer? I would say both mountains. Um, They both love being in the woods. Like, they're just so happy um, in the woods on hikes and such. Um, But, yeah, Reno, I don't know. He was very excited. Um, Like, the place we went kayaking is on a river, but there's, like, a little beach leading into the river. And he just loved, like, running up and down and splashing in the water. So maybe Reno might prefer beach, but... Winston definitely mountains. He wants nothing to do with swimming. Um, absolutely not. So <laughs> mountains for him. For sure. <laughs> I'm taking um, my boys to the beach in a few days. And so I will finally have an answer to to that for I mean, I know about Lupin already. He's definitely a mountain dog, but but maybe he's changed in his old age. He hasn't been to like a proper yeah. beach in a long time. So I'm eager to to get them out there and see that. Oh, that'll but, be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. 
We've been dancing around it for a while, but Reno, I feel like we need to go into more about him and all his quirks Mm -hmm. and abilities and uh, his adoption story. So first things first, give us a little like rundown of Reno and then also how you decided it was time for a second dog and then how you decided he was the one to adopt. Okay, this this is a good question. Uh, So... In terms of the second dog, I have always wanted more than one dog. Like, um, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to have, like, a multi-dog household. We always had dogs growing up, but it was always, like, one at a time. And I had bugged my parents forever, and my parents were very much like, no, (laughs) only one dog at a time. Um, And then with my husband, um, our previous dog, Carla, was very dog-selective, and like didn't do well especially like indoors with other dogs like it just would never have been a situation that would have been okay um but then Winston loves other dogs and he just seems to really want to be in a pack and so probably a few months after we got him I (laughs) think I started the um the advocacy for adding another (laughs) dog to the pack um so it's funny as we were getting ready to adopt Reno, I went back and listened to a few of your podcast episodes, like to kind of prepare for getting two dogs. And I listened to the one when you got all Albie and the Jonathan's Journal Ashley when she had gotten mm-hmm. Ike. And I was laughing at Ashley's story with Ike um, and how you both <laughs> were saying that it was like all you and you kind of like dragged your partners yeah. <laughs> along on the journey and they just kind of like conceded it, it was kind of <laughs> like that <laughs> so it was it was me wanting a second dog and um dog dad kind of really <laughs> but I don't know I think I think like we went on a couple trips without Winston in the fall and we had people watch him that had other dogs and he just seemed to like arrive in that environment like just really seemed to like having a friend and so I'm like he's like the perfect pack dog like he'd be doing so well and so I was basically showing my husband every single adoptable hound um <laughs> I was like oh this one this one this one and finally there was this other one actually um another blue tick who I saw her in Reno on Instagram on the same day And honestly, like Reno got into my heart like immediately, but, um, so I guess I'll I'll just tangent here about like some of Reno's issues. Um, he is blind. So I I guess I buried the lead on that one. Maybe I should have led with that earlier. So, um, and he is missing an eye. The rescue that, um, took him in had posted on Instagram that there was this blue chick coon hound that was in a very rural, under-resourced shelter in Northwest Virginia. And he'd been found in the woods um, with a very severe eye injury. And that the shelter that he had been brought to did not have the resources to treat the eye injury. So they were just going to euthanize him. And um, the rescue said that they would commit to him, but they needed more help because they were going to have to pay for, um, for surgery. And he had some like other health stuff and, um, the rescue is willing to take him on and take him out of the shelter, but they, you know, needed more support. 
So they had shared um, on Instagram and Facebook pictures of him and like his story, trying to get people interested to get other rescues interested. Um, and he ended up being a co-rescue um, between two organizations and they had a GoFundMe and all that. So they were able to take him on. So I saw that posting the same day as I saw a posting for another blue chick hound that had a lot less issues. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like Reno got like directly into my heart, but like kind of in that way of like, oh, this dog, like, I hope, I hope things turn out well for him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think of showing dog dad that one be like, oh, we should adopt him. Cause like at that point he was not adoptable. Even at that point, it wasn't like an ad adopt this dog. It was an ad. Like we got to get this dog out of the shelter and get him surgery and medical care like immediately. Yeah. So <laughs> I showed my husband, the other <laughs> blue chick hound, um, who like sounded very much like Winston, just like this, like easygoing, loves people, loves dogs, 40 something pounds, like young, whatever. And I'm like, look at this dog, whatever. He's so apply. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? Um, And that kind of like just opened the conversation. And I'm like, maybe he's up for it. (laughs) Um, So anyway, tying it all together, um, the rescue organization, uh, which is Dogs Deserve Better Blue Ridge. um, He was a co-rescue with them and Northeast Coonhound Rescue. They took him in, they got him his surgery, and he had to have his eye removed. Um, and it was unable to be saved at that point. And they also discovered he likely had no vision in the remaining eye. Like, they couldn't, even the vet couldn't really determine how much there was. Um, but he didn't really seem to be able to see at all. Um, and he ended up going into foster with someone that we follow on Instagram, Um the account uh, mm-hmm. Three Hound Knight is uh, they started fostering him. And I saw him starting to appear in their stories. And I'm like, oh, you got that blue tick. Oh, he's your foster. And so, like, I just started following along with him on stories and really starting to see, like, his personality come out. And um, it kind of went from, like, oh, this dog just really got in my heart to, like, this dog actually could be a good match for our family mm-hmm. and for our home. As like, I started to see his personality unfold um, on three hound nights, Instagram. And then I kind of started working on dog dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, I love, I love the, how you were like, I found this perfect dog and dog dad was like, go for it. And then you're like, hold on. If you're okay, I'm going <laughs> to up the ante and let's, let's go with this other dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's like even more yeah. <laughs> of a handful <laughs> but you're oh like gosh, you have, if I can get away with this like how about a blind dog that just had surgery to remove his eye that was like a stray hunting dog found in the woods that one how about that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it all worked out so. <laughs> it all worked out you got him so how have the first how was like getting him into the home, introducing him to Winston. How have you, like what concessions have had you had to make or, or changes have you had to make because of his blindness? How was, how was that? Yeah. So um, we were pretty nervous about his blindness a little bit. Like um, we were kind of worried that that was going to kind of um, be an impediment to him, you know, being comfortable in the home, getting around the home that he was going to kind of need a lot of support we were also worried that it was going to kind of impact him from like doing the things that we like to do with dogs. Like we're very active with Winston. We do a ton of things with him. So we 
wanted him to be able to do things. Um, so I guess just like being able to have such contact with the foster, like we were able to see that he did acclimate very well to the, um, the visual impairment and that he was really interested in doing a lot of things. Like she did take him a lot of different places and um, he was really excited to like get out in the world. Like he just really wasn't seeming to let the visual impairment really stop him. Like he just mm-hmm. seemed like just such, like had such a cool personality. Um, so that kind of eased like our fears a little bit, but we still didn't know what he was going to be like in our home like we have a lot of stairs like um yeah we don't have a fenced in yard so like you know we're always like out walking dogs on a leash so like we didn't you know there was just a lot of unknown still um so Mm -hmm. we did a meetup with him and Winston we wanted to make sure they got along before we committed to it um so we the foster is like three hours from us So we met like right in the middle and we did um, a walk in a park, kind of like a, not quite a hike, but like a a park that had like nature trails kind of thing. And they did amazing uh, at their meetup, which is interesting. And we got very lucky because since then we have discovered that Reno is incredibly like fear-based reactive to unfamiliar dogs. And okay. we really lucked out because had he had the reaction to Winston that he's had to other dogs since we brought him home, I don't think we would have ended up with him. Like we would have been like, this isn't going to work. They don't mm-hmm. get along. Um, but they got along really well. And I think it's because Winston does like, quote unquote, read the room very well. Like, and I think that's, this is what makes mm-hmm. him such a good therapy dog is that both for people and dogs, he can kind of sense what kind of interaction um, the person or dog wants from him. Yeah. So he is able to, so like we watched our friends um, very senior lab um, over a year ago now. Um, and when we were so worried, we we're going to have to like manage them a lot because like this guy was very old and arthritic and, like Winston's going to jump all over him. Like he still, you know, has puppy energy, but Winston got it immediately. Like, Oh, I can't jump on this dog. Like this dog isn't to play. And so Winston would just like bring his bone and like lay next to the dog. Like he like never tried to jump on him, but if he meets like a puppy that has a lot of energy, Winston will like mimic that energy and be like super energetic. I don't know if this is a hound thing, but I swear, like, I feel like my boys are very similar and I feel like a lot of other hounds are very similar in that way of reading the room, not mm. in comparison to maybe some other dogs that I've I've watched or dog sat or something, you know, the like dopey, cute golden retriever that just comes in and is like, let's play everyone and like trying to play with Lupin and Lupin's like, no, thank that you. Makes sense. And, and, and maybe it's because hounds are meant to be in packs. Like maybe that contributes that, that like they're, yeah. They're dogs that tend to be in big packs. So maybe, I don't know, I'm just guessing. I don't know. (laughs) But maybe that contributes to their ability to kind of read other dogs well. Yeah. No, that totally (laughs) could be it. I I don't know either. I mean, it's just so awesome that Winston has that trait. And I feel like it's one of those really underrated traits in dogs that don't get talked about enough. Like, that's just what I was thinking as you were talking about, like, Winston able to read the room. Because if you have a dog that is able to kind of just understand 
the behavior of like people and dogs. I mean, the as much as, you know, it's great to do training with your dogs and stuff like that, like that, that is just so insurmountable, I think, with like them just being able to blend into the home. Yeah. And you can't really train that. It's hard to train that. Like that's one of those like yes. innate kind of characteristics of either they have it or they don't. Like they can get better with social skills, but I feel like that's like one of those things that it's hard for a dog to learn. Like either they kind of get it or they don't. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Winston has that amazing trait. And so he was able to give off the right energy to Reno from the get go. And so that's why Reno and him, you think like got along so well. Yeah, I think so. Cause Reno didn't um, have any big reaction to him. And I think it was because like Winston was able to give him space and kind of approach him calmly. And they did great, like right off the bat, like we walked around this park with them for like a solid hour and they were just like, okay, we're going to walk together in the park. Great. Like they, they tried to hunt squirrels together. Like they were baying at trees and they, they just had a great time. So we like (laughs) left the meetup being like, yeah, I think this is going to work. Um, So then it was a few more weeks before we could actually take him home. And um, technically, he was going to be our foster first because the rescue organization, especially with um, special needs dogs, they don't do, they call it, they don't do same day adoptions. Like they have you do like a foster to adopt contract because they want to make sure it's a good fit for both the dog and the home. So they want your dog in the home for at least two weeks before you sign the adoption contract officially. So we were technically his foster, like we became Reno's foster, but with the intention of foster failing, like it it was like we would only, they would only keep him up for adoption and try to find a new home for him if it didn't work out. Um, So we um, came home with us a few weeks after that meeting. He just needed some more health clearances. I think it was. Um, And then yeah, the foster drove him up. And so she was able to help him settle in. So that was really nice. Um, give us a lot of tips about the things he likes and, you know, all, all of that. And um, they blended in together significantly better than we could have expected. Like we were prepared to have to do some level of like create and rotate and management and we found out quickly, like, they did not want to be apart. <laughs> like, the first time we ever tried to do, like, a, a crate and rotate thing, like, we put Reno in the crate and left Winston out. Um, mm-hmm. Winston laid in front of Reno's crate and would not leave it. <laughs> like, like, don't you want to, like, play with your toys? Like, have some, you know, one-on-one time with your humans? Like, and Winston's like, no, my, my brother's in the crate. Like, I'm going to lay in front of it. So we never needed to separate them. They... We got very lucky that they kind of got along right from the start, like maybe a few bumps along the way. Um, Like I said, like with the toys, like we know destroy stuffed toys, Winston loves stuffed toys, but other than like tiny little things like that, like they were, they were always great together. Um, And then just trying to like, I don't know, figure it like other things were harder than we thought it was going to be. If that made sense, like taking them on walks together, I had this great image in my head of having like one of those double leashes that like, you know, like it's like one leash that like separates and just like walking through the neighborhood with my dogs like alone. And they are impossible to walk together. Like 
they don't even do that well together. Like if I'm holding one and my husband's holding one, like, <laughs> like family walks are just challenging because they amp each other up. And um, because Reno is very reactive to unfamiliar dogs in his environment, I think it's because he can't see, he can hear them and like sense them, but he can't see what they're doing. So he can't suss out like if the dog's, the other dog's a threat or not, and he can't read the other dog's body language. So when he knows mm-hmm. there's like another dog, like in his, like coming into his space, he acts all big and scary to, I think, try to like tell the other dog to back off. So, um, you know, we live in a neighborhood that, you know, has a lot of other dogs in it. And it's been, that has been more challenging than him being blind or, anything with like the dogs getting along in the home. It's just like his reactivity to other dogs. Um, so what have you, have you tried anything to address the fear-based reactivity? Like, because he's also blind and it's, I don't know. I think, I feel like it is a more involved, um, like, I don't want to say issue, but concern. So like, have you worked with a trainer or anything or are you just like letting him get blended into the home first and then you'll like address it or what are you thinking about that yeah so we are working with a trainer um we are actually in a reactivity training program um with this like training um facility that has several different trainers that are running the program so we we kind of have like three trainers um actually but it took a little while to kind of find them um There was one trainer who I did a consult with who had consulted with him when he was in the other foster. And um, she was really great, but because we live so far, like she wasn't really able to work with us. And she did give us a referral to someone else, but then that person was booked and didn't get back to us. And then I tried another trainer in our um, area and... We just kind of didn't jive with like goals and methodologies for him. So um, Mm -hmm. just as of a few weeks ago, we are now doing um, a training program specifically to address the reactivity. But until then, um, we're just kind of managing it on managing it on our own and trying to just help him settle in, figuring out what situations made him comfortable versus uncomfortable and just kind of trying to go with that. like walking him very early in the morning alone. Um, like, so not with Winston, just like me and Reno walking usually um, can keep him like under threshold. So he's not like super amped up, but any situation that kind of gets him really amped up, any place that there's going to be a lot of unfamiliar dogs around is at least for now has been kind of a no-go. And unfortunately we did learn that the hard way trying to like, take him some places um so it it was more like just kind of managing it and getting to know like what kind of set him off and just knowing that we had to learn to advocate for him very strongly um because Winston is such a friendly dog and just loves all other dogs like being on a walk and another dog coming up and like you know approaching him and the owner being like oh can I say hi or like an off-leash dog running or like whatever, like never bothered Winston, but Reno cannot tolerate that at all. Like a dog getting in his face is like his worst nightmare. So just having to learn how to be an advocate and 
stop people. <laughs> and like, sometimes it feels rude, but I have to learn how to like sit with that rudeness because that's what my dog needs from me. And he does not need any dog approaching him, um, no matter how well-intentioned the owner is. So mm-hmm. I try to be kind. And then if they don't listen, like, oh, my dog's friendly, my dog's friendly. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like, mine isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like, not that you need my validation, but like, I want to commend you for, it seems like you guys have just done such a good job. Obviously, I've been following Reno's story throughout this whole thing and watching your Instagram stories and reels and all of that with him blending into the home. But I like what you said about how you have looked into training for this and like worked with different trainers, but also you wanted to see what exactly it was in the home or outside of the home that he did have reactions to. Because I think that just, as you said, it makes it so much more easy for you to then work well with the trainer of like, this is what I see his issues as. And this is how I'm able to advocate for him and, um, and just like learn more and more about him. I think that's so, that's so awesome that you have, that you've taken all of those steps in such a short amount of time and like taking it so seriously you know, right from the get go. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, that was just something that we hadn't anticipated. Like we honestly had thought that his biggest issue was going to be running into things or like, <laughs> you know, navigating the environment because he was blind. Um, but he actually, I mean, he does run into things. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say he doesn't, but um, <laughs> that actually isn't the biggest thing <laughs> that kind of, um, gets in the way of him being able to go out and do things. So we kind of had to just adjust and adjust to our dog and what our dog needed from us. And our dog needed from us um, routine, predictability. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes not doing the like adventures that we think that he would like because Mm -hmm. there was going to be other dogs or we didn't know what the situation with other dogs and such would be. And we knew that he was going to get overstimulated and not have a fun time. And just kind of learning how to kind of help him manage and help him be comfortable. So it's just been a lot of that. Um, yeah. But I think we're on, we're on a good, a good path now that we're getting some training and he settled in more. It's been okay. It seems like it. And, and I know that like, you know, as you're telling this story, we're all making it, we're both making it seem like it's, you know, like a, a, a big concern and all that. But I know that he is so happy also in your home and the way he gets along with Winston. And it is just so amazing seeing him adjust despite some of his issues, but despite the blindness. And like, honestly, watching him run around on your videos and stuff, I would never guess that he was blind like the way he finds the right toy that he wants in that moment I'm like how does he know it's the avocado like (laughs) Um, it's just so cool he is so happy like I I probably Mm -hmm. yeah I'm emphasizing issues more than like the good things and I don't and I'm glad you brought that up because like I don't want it to be like that like oh I have this dog with all these issues like he's amazing (laughs) and he is has such a great personality like he's so funny and he's goofy and he's cuddly and he absolutely loves people like loves all people like um and I don't think the world had been kind to him before so like it wouldn't have been surprising if he was like nervous around people or not you know well socialized with people but he just he thinks all people are amazing and he um well like 
anyone that's like came over the house or like any neighbors, like he'll get right onto anyone's lap and snuggle them and lean against them and want to get pet. And like, he's, yeah, he's funny and he's goofy and he's, um, he's like just a very happy dog. Like no matter what happened to him before, like he's just happy to be alive and experience the world and do everything that he can do and play with his toys. And, but um, yeah, I think he has a, he has a very great sense of smell. That's how he finds his toys is he sniffs for them. And Winston will sometimes when Winston's mad at him, he'll hide his toys. Because <laughs> Winston's figured out that he can't see. So yeah, Winston will sometimes take his food toy and just like move it somewhere. <laughs> I like that. I love that. <laughs> Go Winston. Yes. They are. They're truly yeah. brothers. Oh yeah, my God. But he finds it by smell. Like he'll sniff around the house. Like he knows basically where he left them and then he'll sniff around till he finds it. So, yep. I feel like Winston is just giving Reno enrichment like for you. <laughs> like let's, let's do a little sniff and find situation. Like here you go. A sniff and search. Um, okay. Well, I remember when you were thinking about getting this is my last like question on Reno to round it out. Um, when you were thinking about getting a second dog and you messaged me and you were like, Carly, tell me honestly, how ha- much harder is life with a second dog? <laughs> and I think I took like two weeks to get back to you because I was like, I don't even know how to answer this. because Sometimes <laughs> it's amazing and sometimes it's awful. So I want to know. I want to know what your answer is to that now. Like for anyone who is maybe thinking about getting a second dog, what's your answer? Like how much harder is it? How much different is it? Is it better? I guess it depends on the dogs, honestly, because I've heard of a lot of people needing a lot more like management with like the dogs not getting along in their home. And we just really Mm -hmm. lucked out with that. Like we like they might have like tiny little like Quabbles, but they're very quick like they when they get over it like they don't really fight they get along very well um so it hasn't been that bad <laughs> um he's integrated into our home pretty seamlessly um they're on the same they were able to at least get on the same schedule pretty quickly with like potty and food and so it hasn't been that much extra work in that respect at all um I would say just like the the walking situation because we do not have a fenced in backyard. So we do need to walk them frequently. And because they do have trouble walking together, like that's been just the biggest thing that like now I have to have time to walk two dogs instead of one. Um, so like I, um, when I'm working, uh, the way that we split it up because I, um, I work outside the home and my husband works from home. So I get up and I do the morning walks and then he does the afternoon. And so now I have to like get up extra early because I have to take each one on a separate walk. So just things like that to like consider. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you just have to consider like, what if they can't do everything together? What if they aren't on the same schedule with things and like how it would work into your schedule like if you did have to like do double walks like I guess don't just plan on them just being able to you know do everything together like um and they might like different things so like one might love to hike and one might hate to hike so you you know I guess just 
kind of consider all avenues, like consider all possibilities and don't just assume anything about it. Um, if anyone's able to do like a foster to adopt situation, like I would recommend that if um, you're looking to rescue and there's a rescue that either does that like Reno's did, like does it by standard or like is willing to consider something like that just to make sure they integrate into your home. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really hasn't been so bad. Like I'm very glad <laughs> that we have him. He like, I can't even imagine him not being part of our pack now that he's here and has been here for a few months. Um, and I don't know, just their two personalities are like so different, but they gel together so well. And like their relationship has been really fun to watch. So definitely no regrets, but if someone were to consider it, just, yeah, make sure you have enough time. Yes. And money. I mean, we obviously go through food twice as fast. And Yes. I completely agree with that answer, honestly, for, for my boys as well. They need very different types of exercise. And so that was probably, especially when we got Albie two years ago when Lupin was a little younger, but still a senior dog, it was very hard to make sure that they both had adequate exercise and it was very time consuming. Um, yeah, I think... I think exactly what you said, like all the logistics seem to to be fine when you have two dogs, like, you know, you get them on the same routine and the potty schedule and the food and like all of that because you're already doing it for one dog anyway. But it's also the fact that you have two dogs that have separate needs, like they're both individuals. So even if they get along great and they eat at the same time and, you know, don't resource guard from each other, like even if they do all those things. Each of them is still going to have their own separate needs and, as you said, money potentially separate. Like, you know, one of them could get sick and then three weeks later, the other one could get sick. And you're like, great, that was a lot of money out the window this month. And yeah, yeah. so I think I think that's a really good answer. Um, oh, I guess I didn't mention like how old Reno is either. Um, but the vet thinks he's about three. So I guess that comes into play, too, that they are about the same age ish, like Winston's about um like two two and a half and Reno is about somewhere in the vicinity of like probably like three to four years old so they're in the same like kind of age range so I know it would be different if like one was a senior and one was a puppy for example like that's like hugely different needs but they're kind of both in like like same general age range and same general um energy level too so I guess that's something to consider as well yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, oh, man, if I had two dogs, that could just exercise each other. That would be lovely. So <laughs> that would be really great if I had some big yard where the dogs can just like play during the day and then be fine. But rounding out this last question here, this is the with a dog podcast. So why do you choose life with a dog? Uh, I think dogs just give us so much to enrich our lives. Like, it's a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It gives you sometimes structure and routine and like a reason to, to do things. Um, like, I don't know, like I'm on break this week. So, um, for a few weeks and it would be so easy for me to just be in my pajamas all day and like do absolutely nothing. But the dogs will not allow me to do that. So and then once I'm kind of up and I put on clothes and I go out for a walk, then I can just kind of continue with my day. Um, But 
they just, they give you so much love. They give you so much affection. It's, it's hard. Even if the dogs are driving you crazy, <laughs> like it's hard to really be sad with a dog. Like they're just, I don't know. They just enrich our lives so much. And I've just done so many things because of dogs that I wouldn't have done otherwise and met people. And like, I got into hiking because Winston loves hiking. Um, I'd always like kind of hiked every now and then here and there. But when I first took him on like his first couple hikes and just saw how he came alive in the woods and how excited he was, I kind of knew that was going to be our activity. And now, you know, we go hiking all the time um, because he loves it. And I love it now because he loves it. So I don't know. They just, they really enhance our lives, my life at least. And I just couldn't imagine, like, I couldn't imagine not having one in my life ever. I think it would be too sad. <laughs> no, that's such a good answer. No, that's a, that's an amazing answer. And actually, um, Ashley, Charlotte, and I just had a, a discussion of, like, is life really better with a dog? And we all had very different opinions, but I really mm -hmm. like the word that you used as far as enhance because, you know, it definitely makes life harder money-wise and time and things that we've kind of talked about in this episode. But I love I loved how you said, like, it enhances it in a different way. And that's really cool. So I love that answer. Um, if people want to follow your story, Reno, Winston, uh, where the, can they find you? Yeah, so I kept my old Instagram uh, handle after giving Reno. I decided not to change it. So we are still at um, on Instagram, Winston underscore the underscore Aussie underscore Coonhound. Um, we also have a Facebook now, which is new since the last podcast I did with you. Um, it's Winston the Therapy Hound. So we are on there. I'm on TikTok too, uh, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. 10185. That's not just dog stuff, but has a lot of dog stuff. I don't post all that often, but <laughs> you can find me all those places and feel free, you know, to DM me if you have questions about therapy dogs, hounds, blind dogs, two dogs, whatever. Amazing. Well, thank you for such an awesome interview, Kristen. And thank you for sharing your story on Instagram and being a listener and a guest now of the podcast. So it means so much. And if anyone wants to follow the podcast, it's at with the dog podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and with the dog pod on TikTok. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And that's it. Thank you again, Kristen. You're welcome. Thanks for having me back on. This was fun to kind of chat about something different and get to talk to you again. So thanks for having me. Anytime. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>content on the with a dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only it should not replace professional advice treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian trainer or behaviorist 